Welcome to episode two of The Fourth Wall. We're your hosts. I'm Nick Floyd. I'm Lloyd Williams. And I'm Adam Slager. So we're going to start off today's episode with some corrections from last time. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, so How many corrections? Just, well, one correction, two expoundings. Okay. Um, so first of all, um, I did some research and Godzilla's roar, <laughs> indeed, leather glove on a cello string. Is that a correction? I thought that's what you said last episode. Well, you qu- you said it might have been a piano. Oh, so I, yeah, I clarify th- it. Okay, threw it out. Good um, clarification. Also, there. I have a clarification for banana oil. Um, Godzilla raids again came out in the year uh, 1955, mm-hmm. and that is the one where they dubbed the line banana oil. So um, it was just one movie. It was just one. YouTube. George Takei has noted on Late Night with Conan O'Brien that the phrase was used to synchronize with the mouth movement of the original Japanese word bakaya aru, loosely meaning idiot or bonehead. So, Which is great. Yeah. yeah. And The more you know. One more correction. Um, the Punisher was played by Dolph Lundgren. <sighs> yeah. Not... Uh, David Hasselhoff. It hit me. The drive home, it hit me. I didn't even I hear that it. in the last episode that you said David Hasselhoff. Where My mind must have been somewhere else. That was a crazy thing to say. Also, my own cor- correction on Twitter, I did tweet the picture of the rainbow behind the ship in E.T. For me. Yeah, you did. Yep. Yeah. So. If you want to see it, Just as Twitter. proof. <laughs> it's like proof. an observation as opposed <laughs> yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. So, big news right out the gate. Yeah, let's do this. The Captain America Civil War cast has been assembled. I like um, what you did there. Ooh. It has been. So, first off, Chris Evans is Captain America, of course. Yeah. We've got Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. No surprises so far. So far. <laughs> Anthony Mackie as Falcon. Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. Don Cheadle as War Machine. Jeremy Renner will reprise his role as Hawkeye. We've got uh, Paul Bettany as The Vision. Ooh. Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd as Ant Man, right. which is that which is surprising to see Ant Man in in Captain America. Yeah, we, yeah, I mean we talked about that last podcast. Yeah. That I mean it, he's in. Yeah, he's I don't in. think he's anyone in. expected Ant Man to be in Captain America. He's in the squad, regardless of how the film does. He's mm-hmm. in Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, mm-hmm. Emily Van Camp as Agent Thirteen, mm-hmm. Frank Grillo as Crossbones. William Hurt as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, mm-hmm. and Daniel Brühl as Baron Zemo, and Martin Freeman as Everett Ross. Okay. And that brings me to one question that I had. Yeah. Oh, okay, go for it. Go. Um, so, does quality over quantity work for superhero movies? Do you prefer ensemble movies like Civil War and Avengers or solo movies? Just real quick. Uh, Lloyd, you take that one. <laughs> well, we're all going to okay. answer. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm going to pass it over. Like, which do you like better? Okay, just historically, I mean, it's tough. Avengers is is so much fun because because there are so many people in it. Um, Ultron, which we haven't really talked about because we started the podcast a little bit later after it kind of came out. Um, yeah, it's fun as well. Lots of people are saying it's not as good as the original. I've seen it. I kind of agree, but um, it's interesting because the first Captain America movies I, I loved. Um, and it's it, they've as we were just saying before we started this, it's kind of turned into Avengers two and a half before they do the next big Avengers thing. So they're definitely building the universe, as we said last time, with this kind of uh, well. I suppose the screen time is uh, is up for 
question how long all of these characters will have in Captain America is probably the biggest part but it's safe to say the way that Ultron ended um, without too many spoilers kind of leads to make sense for this cast list that they've uh, announced but in regards to my fa- I mean I don't know I like I like the, the solo Captain America movies are great great fun Avengers is great fun I don't know what do you want you know do you want that many people doing crazy stuff or do you want a one thing you know right well which is what the question was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i mean I so both yeah i did, did you guys see both the captain america movies yeah i saw the first one okay i thought it was great the second one was better considered by most as being the best standalone marvel film so far because of the nature yeah. of the way that it, it came across more of like a thrillery espionage type thing than just a you know build suit flies kills things yeah as as most yeah have been yeah i I think it comes down to exactly that as quality over quantity i think i think i prefer quality in the sense that it's a matter of finding someone who can handle the quantity and i think that even like joss whedon i don't even think he can handle the quantity sometimes i think Mm. I, I haven't seen Ultron yet, but a lot of the, the things I've been hearing is that there are just so many characters in the movie that it's all over the place. And you're taking all these different characters who are in the same universe and you're basically trying to put them all into one two-hour, two-plus-hour mm-hmm. movie. So, they, yeah, I think quality, I like to focus on one, whether it's Captain America or whether it's Iron Man. I mean, just focusing on a single one character versus another character mm-hmm. and just... Which is evidently not what they're going to do with Civil War. Right. It seems... No, yeah, this is going to be... But, I I mean, maybe this could be something that's different. Maybe it could be... I I think it might be overkill, but I think that you're going to walk into it expecting a Captain America movie, and you're not going to walk into it expecting, I'm expecting to see Iron Man, I'm expecting to see the Hulk, and I'm expecting to see Thor and Captain America. You're just walking in expecting Captain America, and all these are probably going to be small kind of roles just as you mm-hmm. know war machine was i mean he wasn't a huge huge role in the iron man movie mm-hmm. but he was there right it's um, interesting it's definitely uh, uh interesting we'll, we'll we'll talk about it this time next year huh yeah <laughs> mm. sounds good to me yeah and that brings me to the second headline which was star wars turns 38 today <laughs> Round of applause. There you go. <laughs> yep. they, they did it <laughs> they made it. <laughs> They're almost to social security. So um, And then to retirement. Right. So that brings up a good Star question Wars for episode me. four, A New Hope, obviously. Right. The first Star Wars movie came out how many years ago was it? Thirty eight. Thirty eight years ago today. Okay. Right. And that leads me to the question mm. what is your favorite Star Wars moment? But not in a movie. Your favorite Star Wars memory. Yeah. Something that you look back fondly and say Star Wars made me happy because of this. I like that. Remembering Star Wars in more ways than one. Right. So do you have one? It's your question. You go for it straight away. Okay. What do you well, think? I would say, for me, uh, back in the day when Blockbuster was a thing, mm-hmm. my favorite memory was that my mom told me one day, I was probably six or seven, she was like, all right, I'm going to show you a movie now. And we went to Blockbuster and picked up a pizza and picked up the Star Wars Episode Four. Perfect. And she like she was like, here you go, and sat me on the couch and just played it. So the best memory was the film or, or was it the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good pizza, I'm sure. Yeah, but I bet. Did you get was, the pizza from Blockbuster? 
No. It was so it was, was that when, an option? Was that an option? <laughs> they, had pop, they had popcorn and candy that was real old. Was so that was it? What kind of pizza was it? Was it Pizza Hut? Dude, I was six. Hey, let's not <laughs> let's focus. But, let's focus on on the wars. Right. So for me, it was one of the few times where my mom was like, "Hey, here, I'm gonna." Sh-. It's like you know, you sit down your kid and you tell them something about the world before Absolutely. they were born. For me, that was it. Right of so, passage. Yeah. Star Wars for the first so time. Cool. And that you started with, that was the first time you'd ever seen any Star Wars film. Right. So it was a new hope. Great. It was. And the, the place to start. Yeah. We watched that. And it was, I think, the first time she specifically was like, I have a movie for you to watch. Not like, oh, let's go to Blockbuster mm-hmm. and you can grab a Baron St. Bear's tape and then we'll return it. So That's she nice passed one. it down to you, essentially. Right. So she's like, here, here's something that I want. I want you to see. Yeah, and that kind of stuck with me. Man. That's yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it? That's, that's, great. that's great. Yeah, that is a really nice one. Shout out my mom if uh, she's listening. Yeah, <laughs> it probably isn't. But yeah. <laughs> he's Star, who's Star Wars memories next? I think Nick would be next. Uh, oh, where do I? You know, I don't even remember watching the VHS. If that's real, real sad, and this probably sounds insane, but the Star Wars memory I have, um, we used to have a tent that we'd set up in our backyard and like do backyard camping we'd have our little portable little TV VCR combo player where did the electricity come from for that the did house it? an extension cord you were camping in the backyard yeah yeah right. I was okay. real I was real young I was, I was real <laughs> not little. like out in the woods yeah well, I was like afraid of everything allergic mm-hmm. to everything so I really couldn't be exposed to the real world not much has changed <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my life is still the same right. uh, but th- the memory I have is uh, watching the, the first Ewok adventure movie which I think a lot of people don't really give credit to because mm-hmm. they were kind of bad but I remember watching that like once and then literally rewinding the v- v- like the v- uh, VHS and just watching it again like mm. in the backyard with my, with my family and at this point just, had uh, you seen any of the other Star Wars films I, I had, um, but I was I was just one a kid that would go into Blockbuster and just like look at a cover of a movie and be like this one this one this one. So nothing mm-hmm. really stuck with me when I was really young because I started watching movies really young. Nothing really stood out because I was just watching as many as I could because I was like, mm-hmm. how how do they do that? How do they do that? How do they do that? And then you know the the, the memory of Star Wars because my dad was the one who kind of pumped like Indiana Jones on like that was the thing. Good man. Yeah. So I was the, yeah I was. Less sci-fi and more kind of into the adventure, but yeah, you walk adventures that the caravan of courage, watching it in my backyard, and feeling like I was in, like in the woods of Endor. It was, it sounds insane, but that's it. That's it for me. Cool. That's a good one. I like it. If you don't mind, I just remembered one while you were telling that. What you mean a memory? Yeah. No, you've had yours. Okay. Well, you can go. <laughs> you've lost your privileges. <laughs> no, you can. No, you can right, go for it. I no, have a second it, yeah. one. Okay. Um, so when I was younger in like uh, middle school, I had a uh, mentor. His name was Mr. B, and he worked at the school I went to, or maybe it was the church. It was one or the other. This was a long time ago, and I just remember um, he told me that he loved Star Wars when I met him, and we talked about it all the time. And then one day he brought up that he had all the movies except for one. He didn't have Episode One on VHS. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going to the store and begging my parents to buy that one for him. So then I brought it to him and gave it to him and it made him really happy. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. I was Generous. Like, I was like 11. Mm. And so that was like, you know, something so it must that have I had ju- it just came out on VHS right. then. When you were like, that's, ins- yeah. Yeah. 
So I was like, I want to get him this. There you go. Age, revealing ages on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, Star Wars is very nostalgic for me, and I think a lot of English kids, because my generation, uh, it was always on TV around Christmas time, uh, and they would they would run it either in the afternoon or on the weekend or something like that. It was it, That and Indiana Jones and Back to the Future, again, going back to my top five, is probably why these movies resonate so well with me. But... Um, so Star Wars is always reminds me of festive periods, which is great. Um, my actual, my best memory of Star Wars, I think, was my first job out of school. I was working in a record store, um, and uh, it was uh, after Episode One came out, um, and I was working there with some of my now longest and oldest friends, who I know are probably listening on the on the podcast, and we were working in. Uh, in a record store and it was the VHS release of episode one, actually, Adam. And the preparation for that in the store was huge because it was such a big deal that it, that it was a Star Wars film that had just come out in the movies and that it was coming out on VHS so soon afterwards. Um, so it was like all the cardboard standouts and all the cool stuff you'd hang out in the store and the, all the, uh, the, the posters in the window, the display, like everything said Star Wars on it, everything... It was just like a really, a really cool time to be a Star Wars fan, and going to watch Episode One as well. Um, that was that was exciting because I was one of the people who was waiting decades for that to happen. Right. Having watched, you know, the original trilogy at a much younger age, still a big supporter of Star Wars Episode One for the record. Um, really? Yeah, that was my next question for you. Is yeah. I and mean, how did you feel when you when you finally watched it? I mean, that's beside the point. Uh, I I love that film. For many, many reasons, I don't dislike it for that many reasons. Um, but well, yeah, I, th- I think that film is a victim of revisionist history. Absolutely. in a way, I think it's obviously not got all the charm and heart of the original trilogy, but it has some of it. And I think when it came out, everyone loved it. I didn't know a single person that was like, "Oh, well, this is a kids' movie," and blah blah, blah. all that stuff. You know, everyone was just happy. That mm. there was new Star Wars, and yeah. everyone kind of bonded over that. And then the reviews came out, and the people who were hoping for the same nostalgia that they felt watching it as children originally themselves didn't follow suit, and then they started getting hung up on characters that were stupid, and well, lines in it that were stupid, and it's like, come on, like it, it was a kid's movie. George, yeah. George Lucas knew what he was doing. He made the Ewoks, for God's sake. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, He knew what he was doing. But it'll, I mean, it'll happen again too when the new one comes out. Yeah, oh, everyone's gonna. Out. Yeah, everyone's gonna. I know for a fact everyone will love it when they first see it. I could say that. Oh yeah, for the most part. And then they'll start picking it apart. And we should we let, let's talk about that close to the time because there's a lot to say about predictions about right. that movie. Oh, well, we did lot, see yeah. we did see the trailer today though. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool theater, to watch it first time. Big. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. the the most recent. For, so everybody knows the most recent and the longest Force Awakens trailer to see that so close on the on the screen was pretty great actually yeah yeah because I yeah. remember it came out on Facebook yeah I was excited and on the internet you don't right. really have I mean it's great and all but it's not in it's, a theater yeah I mean that yeah. and that was how you saw when I was growing up that was how you saw trailers and previews for the first time was in front of a a movie not on the internet yeah. right. It's on like, YouTube, on yeah. your iPhone, yeah, yeah it was you yeah. had to go. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll say this: I hadn't seen the new trailer yet on anything but an iPhone mm-hmm. yeah. because I already saw it on an iPhone. So it was nice to see it in the theater, and yeah, it had more so impact, nice. I think, probably for all of us. In fact, oh, right. everyone, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone was holding back their applause for a trailer. 
It was insane. Like you could tell there was this sort of, you know, like oh, cool, the new Star Wars. Yeah, it was awesome. And we'll get to why we're in the in the theater shortly. But in the closing up, the beginning of the podcast with discussion, one one trailer that one one trailer that that I want to mention up more than any other. (laughs) Me and Nick keep laughing about it. It's Pixels. Yeah, Adam Sandler, the short guy, um, Paul Blatt, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dink, that's the short Kevin, guy. Kevin uh, James. Um, and what's Pac-Man, is it? Moynihan. <laughs> and Galaga. <laughs> and Donkey well, Kong. Is the ship named Galaga? Is it? Yeah, like, I think so. Okay, well then, that's in it. <laughs> this could <laughs> be a correction three, for next week, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, a okay, trailer so that I'll, I'll be the... So I'll like... I mean, because I'm kind of indifferent on it. I don't really care. I think it is what it is. It will be a kid's movie, but... You guys in particular wanted to talk about this. What do you want to say about the Pixels trailer? What is there not no. to say about the Pixels trailer? I just, I love the fact that these movies keep happening. Can we just set the scene for the fine well, movie? You said, when, did we say Adam Sandler is producing this one, right? Yes. Yes. It's weird because he can't make a good movie and he also can't bomb anymore. Yeah. Everyone goes out to see it every time. I don't yeah. think that's well, necessarily true. I mean, lately, 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 no. I, w- but like before, just we, go with it was decent enough. But other than that, like before that, he was on a hot streak where like everyone saw Grown Ups, everyone saw Fifty First Dates, everyone saw Click, everyone saw. Yeah, but all then those. it became like, well, he made probably the most hated movie I could think of, Jack and Jill. Oh no! I, I forgot about that. I'm gonna pull up the. I never. Even I mean, saw I don't movie. really need you never, to. When I think of Adam Sandler, I think about the great movies that he's been in yeah the great movies the wedding singer oh yeah great movie oh absolutely he was in uh well he had, he had the short little run didn't he where what's the little devil kid one that was fun little nicky little nicky what punch drunk love no no no, no not like... licking little nicky uh the one where he has to look after the kids big daddy big daddy yeah. that was a super fun movie yeah and it had a lot of heart as well and also um one of my favorite, Mr. Deeds. But it's oh, like, Mr. Yeah. Deeds. But he's like Steve the guy. Steve Buscemi, Crazy like, Eyes. <laughs> crazy Eyes. Such a good movie. But he's like the guy who put out so many great albums in the past, mm-hmm. and then now he's just putting out. <laughs> oh no, I completely terrible agree, albums, yeah. and his agree. record label just keeps going. Oh, you mm. go ahead, let go of the studio, make an album, and we'll, we'll put it out. Like it doesn't help that he has then, his own company, right? Happy Madison yeah. will put out. Anything he wants because let's face it, he oh yeah, he is. Oh, and uh, Billy Madison and uh, Happy Gilmore, obviously. I mean, these these movies are classic and funny as hell. So I got the score from Metacritic for Jack and Jill, twenty three of a hundred. Right, great. So generally unfavorable. Anyway, look, we've we've gotten onto Adam Sandler, but he can't be. I mean, what he produced it, so what? He's in the movie. It's by it's directed by Chris Columbus, right? Yeah, which breaks my heart. Yeah, I Christopher Columbus. Oh, yeah. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, Chris Columbus, Home Alone, Home Alone Two. Mm. Who did Home Alone Three? It doesn't I have matter. No idea. Nobody cares about. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, Harry Potter, uh, The Sorcerer's Stone, like yeah. all these these classic, The Goonies, right? These amazing films, and then to see him come out. And to see his name on screen, I mean, I remember when the teaser trailer for Pixels came out and it was like from director Christopher Columbus. I'm like, what is this? This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. Well, the trailer wasn't. <laughs> well, no one laughed. I still, well, that's the, the thing. Stoic comedy is what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I may- tell you, no, when they did laugh was when Dinklage is like, he's the king of 
uh, Donkey Kong, and then he d- and then the music stops, and he does that little. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. That was funny. Like he does that on his chest. Kind of. Yeah. And but then the at the joke end, is, with the Japanese guy. With the... That's not a good joke. Uh, well, I mean, it's he's. Well, funny. he's also based on a character who is. It's a documentary called The King of Kong. Great documentary, by the way. Amazing. Yeah, and he's based on the character who is the King of Kong. Is that guy no a dwarf? He is not. No, he's not a dwarf. Then what's the? It's the same haircut, same beard. But a dwarf. it's literally just a see. Dwarf. That's the kind of thing where I'm like, come on. Yeah. And the guy who actually, who directed, <laughs> King like of I'm Kong, all for dwarfs being in movies, but he at helped the same write time. it. He did, yeah, no way, yes, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that makes me want to see it. I now Lloyd is Just ready him. to see this movie. Look, I was ready anyway because those are games that I was aware of growing up and that I mean who, who cares it could be fun you never know and I like Adam Sandler he needs it's just what bugs me is Kevin like Paul Blight I can't look at Kevin I oh, cannot man. I think Kevin James is the least funny person yeah I have a let me cut it Melissa McCarthy mm, I knew least you were going to say this Paul Blart guy second fun, least funny maybe he should be on Mike and Molly should he be Molly <laughs> he should be <laughs> just two Instead fat of- guys <laughs> God. They just hang out and eat. They just talk. What a great show. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Pixels, that is uh, highly, not, highly unanticipated. By Lloyd Williams. It's not anticipated. It. I, I'm just, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to pay to go see that, but I'll, I'll see it at some point. Can Red we, box. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to... Exactly. So, But that's that's the trailer that we wanted to talk about because it's been haunting our movies as of late. Right. Oh, it's been... I'm trying to find it. Oh, Pixels, July 24th, 2015. Everyone, it's coming out don't go soon. see it. <laughs> yeah, real soon. They announced it when? Yesterday? I just started seeing trailers for it. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's on the fast track. <laughs> and yep. we'll talk real quick about some box office numbers and then get to the reviews. Uh, so Tomorrowland debuted. Opening weekend was thirty-two million, and then Nick came up with the number forty-one point seven million from from the Hollywood. Memorial Day. Yeah, from okay with Memorial from Day Hollywood included. Reporter. Yep. But and the, put the figures into context. What were the budgets of these movies? One eighty million for, for Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland plus advertising, which a lot of people forget to add into the budget. The right. production budget was one eighty. So that's a big budget. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it did kind of okay. Opening weekend so far, so well, far. Well, what a lot of people and, and we talked about this. A lot of movies rely on um, overseas, right? And this film did not do well. Well, overseas. it did what twenty six point seven total outside of the U.S. Yeah, which it made under seventy million dollars. So it's like opening the weekend. opposite of Transformers, which will do like whatever it does here, and then China, it'll be like seven hundred million dollars day one. Yeah, like the all the action movies. Now are blowing up in like China. And oh, like that's Mad like Max all the money. Pacific Rim. Mad, Mad Max made over, I think, over a hundred million opening weekend overseas because people want to see that. Great right. movie. But like a quick, a quick, uh, great movie. <laughs> a As quick, discussed on episode one, episode one of, episode uh, one of the wall. Fourth Wall film cast on <laughs> iTunes for our review of Mad Max. There we go. Fury Road. There it was. Uh, a, a quick tip about um, box office results and budgets is is way back when um, they used to say that if a film costs $10 million and it doesn't make the $10 million back opening weekend, it's a flop. Right. But now we have films that cost $100 million and don't even scratch the surface of that. Right. And we don't call them a flop. We call them a success. So, so Tomorrowland was never called a flop. It was just a disappointment. Well, I think that's going to be one of the movies that's kind of a slow burner. 
yeah. in a way because I think a lot of people are going to bring their kids to it and they maybe well, Inside it. Out comes out real soon. And once that comes out, it's going to, I mean, that will completely wash Tomorrowland off the, the radar, off the map completely, 100%. Unless they're like, you know, like 12, 13, 14 year old kids who don't want to see animated, who want to, you know, mm. like probably young boys who want to see something cool, something explode. And one thing when you say box office flops that I'm compelled to bring up right now, uh, because we did mention in the last episode that John Carter was a box office flop just real shortly. I do want to tell you how much it did lose because it lost a lot. <laughs> it's going to make you laugh. It lost $108 million. Mm. Um, the budget was $250 million. The worldwide gross was. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Let me do a number crunch real quick. Get his calculator. Worldwide gross was $282 million. Mm. So. On a budget of between three and four hundred? As is what happens Millions, yeah. in yeah. general over time, you know, things do keep making money. So, you know, even though things are considered to be a flop at the time. Well, 47 Ronin is the top of the list. <laughs> it the Keanu Reeves $149 million. Wow. And they took a shot on that director. Complete out of the kind of off Vimeo, off the, uh, out of the film world. And they gave him a shot and he He blew it. it. Mm. That's it. That's and all she wrote. the second film, box office numbers we want to talk about, is Poltergeist, mm-hmm. which we also saw this um, past weekend with $22.6 million. Not bad. On a budget of, it was, I think, a budget of $30 million was total. It? Yeah. That's that's great. I mean, that's going to do better yeah, over, this, it, over this weekend. It was well. number four, but the thing about mm-hmm. horror is people are going to talk about it. People, yeah. I think a lot of people didn't see it because they're, it's a remake of their... Mm-hmm kind of favorite horror films of all that. I mean, Sam, Sam Rockwell isn't, isn't really like a, a kind of a household name. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. We saw him in The Moon. <laughs> <laughs> the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Poltergeist. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so those two movies are the two that we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so, so we had a very good opportunity this week. Um, we spent far too much time with each other, um, but <laughs> some good things came out of it. We decided to see Poltergeist. And? And we, we have literally, about an hour ago, just come out of Tomorrowland. Right. Uh, so we see, we've seen two movies, um, and we're, and we're going to talk about them. What are we going to start with, Adam? We'll Adam. start with uh, Poltergeist. Okay. Adam's, Adam's seen three. I did see three. We'll yeah. get to that at the very end. <laughs> okay. All right. So who wants to go first on Poltergeist and why is it Lloyd Williams? Um, I mean, I've, I've already talked about it a bit before. As you know, as you know, me and Nick, big Sam Rockwell fans. Right. Um, the movie, I mean, I just, I just really enjoyed it. It was just, it was kind of everything that I expected it would be. In fact, it was probably a bit better than I expected it would be. Um, there were some good jumps. The visual effects were great. There were no characters in it that bugged me. The little girl, uh, the daughter, the main uh, subject of the the Maddie. main Maddie. Yeah. yeah, she was adorable, super cute. Like you actually cared what would happen. I think that's the thing with a lot of these horror movies. You don't really care about the fates of of lots of people uh, in them. And this was, nobody said too much. The screen time was evenly spaced. It was great. Believable couples, the parents. I mean, it, the, the way I'm rolling off these thoughts about it make it sound like the best thing ever. But, I mean, for a, for a horror remake, I mean, 
I've already said, like, definitely a solid four out of five. In the grand scheme of movies, across the board, maybe maybe a three. Like, I just I just really enjoyed everything about it. The, the jumps were good. Adam, had you had your hand over your eyes for 90% over of the movie. Over my face, not my eyes. You're, you're pretty scared of horror movies. We right. had to kind of convince him to get into this one a little bit, but um, we succeeded. Um, <laughs> Family drama. It was a family drama. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there, there were a bunch of, uh, what would you say, throwbacks to the original, the, uh, some of Absolutely. which that I didn't pick up on as well. Um, I like the way that they dealt with the technological side of it um, in terms of the fact that it's modern day, a storyline kind of slightly di- slightly different, uh, certain aspects slightly different to the original. But So you would say it was, as a remake, it succeeded because it was true to the original, but it didn't just copy it. Yeah, and I, and I think that that looking, trying to remember, because the last time I saw the original Poltergeist was probably 10, 15 years ago, easy. Um, yeah, I mean, it just wasn't really like that. And everybody in it kind of did their job well, and I thought that the story, everything made sense, and it was a satisfying end, and it was scary, and it was funny. It was really funny at times yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, And the yeah, the dynamic between the family was was really well done, and some scary stuff I mean what more could you want people who are going to be slamming this remake have gone into it with the wrong perspective on what to expect I think right absolutely yeah which is probably the most which is why I think when it comes to reviewing horror films in particular they're always unless it's like by the serious direct like for example the trailer that was and it was for uh, Crimson Peak Guillermo del Toro yes yeah. Which is a serious and psychologically gothic, and that will be a scary, you know, serious. And Poltergeist was, it had elements of of modern day comedy and fun to it. And yeah, you just got to be careful when reviewing these things. Nobody went in there thinking it would be the best thing ever, and I came out really, very, very well satisfied. Well, I think I a lot say. of things too that will factor into it is some people will go into it and they'll say, oh, I'm going to watch the Poltergeist remake. Mm -hmm. Let me watch Poltergeist, the original. And then they go in and watch that and they're thinking too much about the original. Mm. Like, if you're a big Poltergeist fan and you want to watch the original and then go watch the new one, that's one thing. But some people go in and they watch Poltergeist previous version and then they go into the new one and go, oh, this is different. Oh, I don't like this. And I think that can taint your perception of a movie Mm -hmm. is watching the original too close to the remake it can yeah so i would advise maybe against doing that if you're going to come into it with that attitude there's also a generation of people who are going into it in a good way i think that probably haven't ever even seen the original they don't even know yeah Yeah. right i mean that's an old movie now um so that's probably gunning for it in its favor i guess in a way yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Because it's it's introducing a, a new generation to an old film. Yeah. A film that I I think deserves to stick around. I mean, Poltergeist is to me one of one of the best horror films. That's not blood here and guts here mm-hmm. and a murderer. You know, it it was. A, it's a great movie, and I think that a lot of you know there were a lot of young people in the theater with us, like a lot of teenagers. Um, you know, most of the money that was made on uh, Hollywood Reporter, they said, was uh, the audience under 25. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are going to run on Netflix. They're going to, you know, however they want to get the film, they can get it. But I think that a lot of them are going to watch the original. And that's mm-hmm. great. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that, you know, keep it around. And your uh, perspective as a as a whole, Adam, 
Yeah. Um, so I will go ahead and say that I did not see the original Poltergeist at any point. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was new to me. Great. And I liked it. It took a little nudging to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, because why? Because <laughs> I'm a pansy. <laughs> and there you have it. Episode two. You could have given yourself <laughs> a bit, a bit um, more backbone. Well, That's fine. So I watched. Some people just don't like well, yeah, scary I mean, movies. Yeah. It's, it's, to, it's absolutely fine. Here's, here's the thing with me with horror. It's a, it's a really roll of the dice type genre for me. Because there's some horror movies where if they do a really good job of it, you're scared the whole time. And to me, I don't just like being scared. Mm -hmm. And then if they don't do a good job on that type, then you're not scared the whole time, which is also a bad thing. So certain movies I can look at and just say, I'm not going to like this because either I will be scared and I won't like that or I won't be scared and I'll be bored. Mm -hmm. And then this was one where it's like got a bit more dynamic to it than that. Like the... um, What's the one, the social network one with Skype? Unfriended? Yeah, like that. I saw the preview. I was like, if that one is effective, I won't like it. And if it's not effective, I won't like it either. This, I watched the preview and I was like, that looks scary. But the characters look interesting and this and that. The The main thing that made me not want to go was the shot in the trailer with the drill coming through the wall. <laughs> yeah. With the guy's arm stuck in the wall. I was like, nope, nope, not doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, but I was there and I watched it. And you survived. And yeah. Um, rating? Rating, I'd give it three stars. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I'd watch it again. Yeah. I'd, I'd um, show a friend and say, hey, we should watch this. Um, sidebar, if you talk in a movie theater, just don't anymore. That's, stop. You should stop. There was oh. a, a good amount of teenagers in the movie that thought it was fun to just talk about like, oh, did you see Mark jump? At the baby in the call, like, oh, he was so funny when he jumped and got scared. It's like, oh, your friend jumped and got scared, and then you can laugh at <laughs> you can laugh at him for going, oh no, and then keep Never! watching, keep this, watching the movie. This is enough for a solid episode about theater etiquette. Oh, we'll get to All that right. one. Yeah, we'll get to that. It, I mean, yeah. there are elements of the people in in the theater that kind of enhanced its entertainingness at yeah, certain to moments. An extent, to, to an, an extent. extent, yeah. But don't talk during movies. Yes, yeah. just uh, as, a, so, as a whole. You make a good point, though, about uh, it being a roll-of-the-dice genre for you. Right. Because I think the thing that as I, is, just made me kind of think about it is, while we were just talking about it is that in in horror, it has so many of its own subgenres. It's kind of more than any other film genre, if you think about it. Oh, maybe 100%. maybe yeah. science fiction's close, but with horror, I mean, there are so many subgenres of it. And this one was exactly... I, I think what was required of well, it. Well, it's accessible. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it yeah. is accessible because yeah. it's not going to scare the pants off of you and not offer a story in return. Yeah. Like it was on this scary scale, a three out of five, two out of five. Like mm-hmm. it had a couple jumps. But I mean, and it, a couple it, creepy looking yeah, creatures. Yeah, story wasn't. But there wasn't really evil blood. and yeah. horrific. No, it wasn't about. It was never about. Um, the grossing you out right no, it was never about like mm-hmm. the evil entity and it you know sam rockwell said it great like the best is is he said that it's a family kidnapping movie right that's basically what it is is it's like a it's a thriller about a girl that goes missing mm-hmm. but it happens and it's, to be she got kidnapped yeah by there are supernatural elements to it exactly right. yeah and i and i loved it because it did stick to that it was about the family it was about 
you know, the the times, you know, yeah. the times that we're living in now. And it sounds like we're turning it into this whole deep kind of film. <laughs> and we're really, you know, it's not. It was, it was, yeah. you it's know. It's a fun. That's a really it was, big part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you really care about, you care about the family to, um, to a certain degree, you know. It's, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I think we all enjoyed it the same on, on different levels. Right. And to yeah. me. And for you, it was a big one, deal that you walked in the theater in the first well, place. Well, one change, <laughs> I would say I disagree about, Sam Rockwell being a good choice for the dad. Hmm. Um, to me, his look and the way his voice sounds really doesn't suit the character. Like if he was playing like a minor league hockey star, yeah, I think so. But <laughs> he seems like he's kind of a bro douche, I feel. Like looking at him, it's like that guy should be like in an army film as the one that gets shot. And you're like, oh, good, got, right, well, got he rid was, of him. You know, he's, wow. the, he's the macho dad, the guy who worked for John Deere. And now he's trying to provide I, for his family. I, I think that was, I didn't really buy it. If it was someone else as him, I would have given it four. Really? I, couldn't, I couldn't get over That's him. That's it. That's all wow. it took. Wow, I mean, yeah. I, th- I thought he he did the job well. He was a caring dad. He was... He doesn't he was, even look old enough to be... The kids were very dad. young. The kids were very young. Yeah. I If he was... The daughter pitch, was probably he, an accident. She was. They kind of was quite a bit younger. Yeah. I mean, to me, the way they talked about her, kind of like, well, he didn't seem to want a daughter. But either way, I mean, (laughs) baseball. The real horror of it all was the oldest daughter had to use an iPhone five (laughs) C. Was that a five C? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anyone with a five C. That's a bummer right there. Wow. Poor girl. Her her little flip phone. Her little sister went missing. She had an iPhone five (laughs) C. <laughs> and she could only talk to her friend on Skype. Yeah. What a life. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, it sucks I, to be her. Yeah, I really. <laughs> <laughs> I, Apple I, elitists here <laughs> on the fourth wall. If you got a five, because the 5S and the 5C were announced at the same time, and the 5C was clearly inferior. Uh, but hang on, to be without a uh, spoiler alert, you know, her dad, who isn't doing so well on the job front, right? Kind he of probably got for the, her. He probably he, got he went the phone to for the store. Free. He probably went to T-Mobile and he said, listen. You don't need a spoiler alert this deep into the review. <laughs> Just a heads up. Hey, we haven't spoiled or alerted anything about the right. movie. The 5C they gave away with a free with a new contract. Did they give away free bracelets and helicopter toys? <laughs> they might have. They might have. You're oh, not man. wrong. Okay, off topic. <laughs> Back uh, on topic. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm a huge fan of the original. I went into it. You know, I think we we live in a day and age of remakes, and, and if you're still complaining about remakes coming out, stop because it's going to keep happening. Oh, no I'll matter complain. what, I'll complain. You, I think you can, and you're everyone. <laughs> everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but I think that we live in a day and age of remakes, and I I would love that if anything horror is remade, that Sam Raimi's name be attached to it because he did a really good job with Evil Dead, um, kind of treading lightly with the fan base there, and I think Poltergeist. You know, I I think. He chose the right director for it. I think it was, you know, paid homage to the original. I think it was funny. I think it was, I think it was what horror, what I want more out of horror. Like I wasn't terrified, but it was one of those things where it kind of was a slow build. And then when everything went crazy, it was literally nonstop intensity. Oh, there was like 15 minutes there that I was glued to the screen. Oh, it was great. The climax of the movie. Like when when they start actually setting up and the TV show expert comes in. Loved that whole bit. Yeah, that was great. It was favorite odd. part for yeah. sure. And it just it hits so hard. And, and I haven't seen a horror film where I, I was so invested in 
this moment and I mean every little thing and then from once that hit it was like it's like riding a roller coaster where you you click up you drop and then the rest of it's just the ride mm-hmm. and and then when you get off you're like whew, glad we did that yeah yeah I right. think so too well and and I'm gonna spoil something just because it stood out to me and it was funny um so if you're listening and you don't want anything ruined for you even though it's not a big deal mute this for 20 seconds but I loved the end and how the movie became a commercial for Mini Cooper um how that was the vehicle their escape vehicle and Mm -hmm. it was not just of any car it could have been it was a blue white and white hardtop Mini Cooper right and that was the last shot of the film and then the next shot they're in a different car it was just that single car could have been any car (laughs) but it was a Mini Cooper I didn't I didn't really I noticed it, but I, Come on, I didn't yeah. think about that. It was really, just, that was cool to you. Maybe it, no, Mini it was a cool. It was just because you have a Mini have Cooper. One. It was just funny that it, it came off like it. it it's it, Mini Cooper is a Mini Cooper. If you Can drove a minivan, you don't know if it's a Ford. If it's okay, a I thought Chevy. you were gonna say I loved how the ending. They went to check out another house, and it was the one from the original Poltergeist set. I thought that's what you were gonna say. No, and that was and great. then you come out with. I loved that the car they had happened to be a Mini Cooper because that's well, what they were ha- happened to grab. Twenty seconds have passed now. Uh, yeah. We're in heavy spoiler territory. Yeah, right no, now. we really are. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> don't. Uh, sorry, uh, that's just weird to me. No, Why was, did you even? Nick? It's not. It's it's not. It was just blatant product placement that I found really funny. That it would have been any. It's okay. A, a Mini Cooper is one car that when you see it, you go, "It's a Mini Cooper." Right. But well, so out of five stars. A three. A solid three, three out of five. So yeah. I think we're unanimous yeah. on three stars. Three out of five. And yeah. real quick, yeah, absolutely. the second movie that we saw. This hang on, week. hang on, hang on. That's not real quick. Real quick. This is this is good. This is, you know, the the poltergeist thing is a big deal, I think. The the fact that yeah. we went to see a horror movie in the in the theater together. Yeah. Who does that anymore? A lot of people under twenty five. Definitely females. we don't do that though, you know. I was I was very happy that we went to see it was yeah, good. as a we troop. went to see that. That was that. I mean, it, it, was it was fun to see. Like horror movies amongst friends is is fun, and I think that that had a and big part of it. We, 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 had did, fun. we had fun. This yeah. might be the awakening of the horror fan <laughs> in me. This is it. Because I never was a big. You guys are oh, witnessing. Oh, this is cool. It. Yeah, we but should. I might, I might yeah. be into doing some more. Let's do a let's do a horror movie discussion. Okay, yeah, we can. And moving on then, yes. Sorry, moving I just wanted on. to take that moment to be like, I I, we, can't, I can't remember going to see a horror movie in the in the cinema for. Jeez, yes. The last one I probably Jeez. did, it, it, I don't even know if you'd call it horror, but... Um, Shrek. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Will Smith... Um, After Earth? I, I no, Am Legend? I Am Legend. It's, that's not even really like a horror it's movie, not, but no, it's, it's, it's... That's the one that sticks fiction. out to me as I went right. to the theater and saw it with all my friends and yeah. we jumped together. Like, yeah. that one for me. There's some okay. good jump scares. There, are some yeah. good there was ones, one, yeah. one of our friends named Karina, like, full-on screamed... But it wasn't even meant to be a scare. It was like he like closed a suitcase, and she was like, "Ah!" And everyone erupted. And David, can you give us a scream? Uh, Our producer has a great horror. Yeah, David, please. A moment of silence, David. Give us a scream. David, give us a horror. It's soundproof. He's walked away. David, my voice is gone. Yeah, we'll do it one more time. Do one more scream. Do it. Do it. One horror scream, please. Please. <laughs> Sorry that we broke your earbuds. But, uh, that but was, how good is that? That was great. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Uh, this <laughs> so, Tomorrowland. Okay, so we just got out of seeing Tomorrowland at this point, now about an hour and 45 ago. Um, Enough for let it sit in and soak. 
I still don't think it has fully, but I mean, we no. we have varying thoughts on Tomorrowland, directed by Brad Bird, who did Mission Impossible, the the last Mission Impossible, yep. is that correct? And the Incredible, and the Incredible, Pixar's Incredibles, right? Um, what do we think? Who? I mean, where do we go? What do we know about it going in? That's a good way to think about this. I had seen posters, and that's about it. You'd seen the preview or not? Uh, probably didn't really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It was shrouded in secrecy, and I think that you know to go back to the box office, I think that that is something that I think might have was a nail it. on the car. Yeah, absolutely, I do, and I I think that they were marketing the film on a scene that happens very early on, and it's something you don't see again for two hours. I think if I, if at all, it, yeah, if at all, I think. Little, yeah, let's be let's not spoil it completely. I mean, thematically, as the story is is what it's about, not necessarily what you see. And yeah. that's what I think we. But when you sell a film on a visual, that's only yeah. Like if you saw, you know, like the trailer for Jaws didn't have Jaws front and center because mm-hmm. you never see the shark. You see, it's guys on a boat who are hunting a shark. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, trailer for Lake Placid. You don't see the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just gonna throw that what out there. Random films to throw into the mix. It's just, like, I think those are the closest I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the reveal. I mean, you're not going to see that with Tomorrowland. The marketing, even at Disney, you know, here in here in Orlando, um, they had a where Captain Neo is. They had a um, a preview of it, and the preview was that sequence, mm. and that's how they sold the film. And that is a really big sequence in the film, but it happens in the first. You know, it's not a spoiler. Twenty minutes, yeah. yeah. They kind of they space it out a little bit, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it is it is what it is. It's it shocking. is what it yeah, is. Anyway, we so can. without that kind of, I mean, what I mean, what do we what do I, we think? I will go ahead and take this one first yeah, please, and say that it. I I liked it. Take it, and I I, I expect <laughs> to be the one of the three that liked it and would say overall worth seeing. Mm. Um, I think it was pretty much cut and dry Disney plot throughout like a Disney live action half drama half adventure um I think visually stunning can't really I don't think you could argue with that mm-hmm. um at least the the actual Tomorrowland area mm-hmm. um I'd say as far as building like a world they did a great job um it was reminiscent of Tron Legacy I would say overall in feel and quality, and that's from someone who liked Tron yeah. Legacy. Mm. I would say similar to that. If you like Tron Legacy, you'll like this. I think. What do you think about the story? The story, I liked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It's I mean, fine. It's, it's a good it's story. Fine. I mean, it's it's the classic <laughs> Disney. You know, the guy needs a thing, and he gets it, and. <laughs> You know, they get some <laughs> unexpected help along the way. The guy needs a thing. Was Professor Oak there? <laughs> <laughs> Professor Oak. No, he was not. <clears throat> but, you know, it, to From me... From Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> <laughs> the story kind of takes a backseat to the world, which some people don't like. I don't mind. I'm a big fan of movies where it's in the future or the current, but like kind of the future, and things got really, really great. And then really, really bad, mm. like the Hunger Games or things like that, where it's like the future's awesome but desolate. Mm. It's kind of the antithesis to Mad Max, where everything's kind of a bit crap. Yeah, right. And there's sand everywhere. Like this yeah. is kind of the opposite, where everything's really pretty, and then it gets ruined. But it's like the pretty stuff is ruined. It's not just sand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So to me, you're getting spoiler territory. 
Well, I mean, I, would, I hope you've seen yeah. the movie if you're listening to this. But well, I mean, I'll put it in the description. Spoiler yeah, alert: yeah, we're, we're reviewing big, movies. All caps. Yeah. yeah. Hello. So, or people yeah. are considering it based on what we think. Maybe you know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'd say yes. Go see it. Don't go in expecting some crazy Inception esque story. Watch it because you're interested in the Disney and the future and this and that, and it's it's good. Okay. Rating. Rating three, three okay. solid three, solid three, a strong three. All okay. right, let's cool. let's have an interactive discussion as we're kind of drawing, yeah, to the last five ten minutes of the podcast. Nick, what do you think? He went uh, in. You went in. I went in reading a lot of bad reviews. I had some friends who worked on the film who did see it, and even they were um, disappointed with the final product because mm-hmm. um, even on set it was this big secret amazing Disney movie that everyone wanted to watch because it was shot here in Florida it at Winter Park yeah it was shot in Winter Park New Smyrna Which Beach here know. in Florida yeah and uh, Cape Canaveral um, there are some cool little mm-hmm. bits and pieces here and there um, that are great but yeah I, I walked into it um, I'm a fan of Brad Bird I'm not a fan of, of Damon Lindelof's writing um, but I went into it and kind of Put put checked everything at the door and wanted to sit down and, and enjoy the film. But and I will say this: when you check your coat and you go to your event, you still think about your coat sometimes. You go, <laughs> oh no, the, the I coat. wonder how my coat's doing in coat check. I, I was hope no one's rifling through the pockets. I was. <laughs> so you can't really check that at the door. Yeah, well, I, and and you are one hundred percent right. And when I did sit down, I was completely, you know, there, it opened with this kind of tacky, cheesy. Let's talk to the camera and have off. It was just that was the worst part for me. It was yeah. It just didn't work. But could then, have done without that. But then once you hit that the, 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 that flashback, I was just in. I was in, and I was there. I'm like, this movie is great. Mm-hmm. The coat. I forgot about my coat. I don't care what's in the pockets. I had some double bubble in there that I was probably wanting for after the movie. I didn't even care if someone took it. But right. yeah, I enjoyed what was there. But I, you know, I, I do agree with you in with the Tron Legacy thing, but the one thing I can say is that it was similar to Tron Legacy in the sense that it had the same, it, the visual, the, the world and kind of the visual style was awesome to look at and it was great, um, but it had the same poor dialogue and script as Tron Legacy did. Um, and I I just walked away thinking that um, I couldn't stop thinking of Race to Witch Mountain with The Rock that came out in 2009 and how it kind of started off as this massive big crazy imaginative movie and it turned into this Disney Channel original movie right. over the course of 2 hours and well, it was I just think, it just yeah I don't, I don't know well i think anyone could say they loved the flashback to the what 60s 50s 40s oh, yeah. whatever yeah, that is like yeah i obviously you could watch i could watch a 2 hour movie of just that character going through the world mm-hmm. in the flashback. Yeah. If that flashback was two hours, I would have loved it. But you can't make a movie out of that. No. And no. That's the bottom line. They had to go somewhere else with it. And I think people will disagree on their thoughts of the movie based on how they feel about after that. I think everyone's yeah. going to love... I mean, the two-minute, like, single-shot sequence where the, the um, spoiler alert, the, like, ad for Tomorrowland. Yeah. Best two minutes out of that whole movie... And Poltergeist and Mad Max. To me, that was the, the best. first person. Kind yeah, of perspective. that was the best two minutes of any of those movies. Yeah, it was great that we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't fully agree 
with that, but I do agree that it was great. I agree that it was the sequence was great, but it just it was you know it's as, okay. You can tell him he's talking nonsense. <laughs> as Lloyd and I were discussing, you know, the, I've never I've seen movies who have done this, but for Tomorrowland to be a film that starts so strong and then just yeah. literally plummets over two hours down to this generic. It's a movie about imagination. It's a movie about dreaming and being a dreamer, and then it just turns into this by the numbers. Well, generic. the best the best elements of it, I think. As as we all agree, if you if you take off the first three minutes of the movie, then you watch the next twenty twenty five half an hour. Yeah, all very very entertaining, very enjoyable going into it as well. Uh, Clooney was great. The girls were great. The characters I, development yeah. was a bit kind of whatever. Constant as as you said coming out of it, constant explanation about what's going on. Oh, the whole movie was like exposition, like somebody like Brad Bird's trying to make a movie a bit more like Mission Impossible, where you've got to figure some stuff out, and then as we were saying, Disney then just kind of said, uh, actually, we're going to have some kids watching this movie, so maybe we should tell them what's happening as we go along. Right. So that there there it was like a tug of war. There was uh, a secondary parts. creative well, there's force. Mo- there's involved. movies that yeah. do that really well. Like Inception, Ellen Page's character basically asked all the questions that we wanted to know, and they would tell her and they were teaching her. But I think this movie, it was like, oh, we have to do this because like yeah. the dialogue couldn't really be adult because I mean it, it, every character explained every move they made coming yeah. out of their mouth. And it might be the studio, and it might it, but I think it, you make a really good point because it could have been the writer and the writer not being able to handle what the studio wanted. Right. And I completely believe that. Like I said, I'm not a Lindelof fan. I don't think he's a great writer and that might be the case, but he's going to be so yeah. mad when he listens. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> Poor guy. Well, I think that we all kind of agree that there was a, good, a really good story to be told, but the execution was, was a little bit back and forth and it wasn't very well handled, but yeah. visually there was some really great stuff in it. Uh, loved Clooney in it. Hugh Laurie was brilliant in it. Um, underused. He got to use his real voice. He got to use his real voice. Yeah. Not American, spoiler alert, not a spoiler alert. All the Americans <laughs> out there who I've met who think that Hugh Laurie is actually American because of House. Fun fact of the day, Hugh Laurie is English. Is, yeah, he's yeah. not from here. Not from here. And had a very successful career in comedy, actually, before he did anything over here. Well, he was in uh, 101 Dalmatians live yes, action that movie. Doesn't count. Either way, um, <laughs> there are elements of this this movie that we all really loved. It's it is, I mean, the flashbacks to the 60s, and that was great. And I wish they'd have played up the Disney side of it a bit more. And they did for a second, and it was it was a second, it was yeah. So, it was great. It, it was, was perfect. So great. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, they had the great big beautiful tomorrow song. They did, yeah. And did you see Carousel Space Mountain was built into uh, Tomorrowland? Yeah, into Tomorrowland. Yeah. That was really cool. That was that was a good um, and small world. And yeah. it's a small, yeah. I mean, that whole section, like you said, the flashback so stuff was like anything that you see to do. I mean, maybe we're just Disney nostalgics and seeing well, all that cool stuff is really cool. I it could be that. I yeah. wish yeah. they had explored the young uh, Frank, young a Frank, a little more. He was. I love. I, I, I know why. Great. I know why they didn't. It's because they had to tell their story. But I would have loved, like, if they if they came out with like a second movie that was like, oh, by the way, here's Frank starting at that point, and it never goes to the. Mm. future yeah. the now and you get to watch all of his plot I would easily go watch that tomorrow yeah well there were a lot of great ideas in the film and I think one of the great ideas and I don't even know if it was intentional is the character of young Frank and how that whole that whole story was just great I mean right. it was just it was great and I could have watched that for the full for the full two hours so we all what? kind of uh, we all kind of agree that 
Yeah, that was... So I gave it a three. You gave it a three. Yeah. I, I, I do the same. I, I give it a three. Strong three, weak three? Uh, a very average three. Right. Um, just disappointed. Are you, are you, yeah. You're not going to go too, are you? Now? I'm going to do... I'm going to... For a kids film, I understand. It's yeah. great. Take the kids to go see it. The yeah. message is amazing. I think that, you know, the, the ending is sort of... The whole wraparound of the film is like watching a giant Apple commercial where it's mm-hmm. like, everyone's a dreamer. Everyone's an innovator. Kids need that. And I think that's great. But for me... Yeah, it's worth point. it. It's worth a ticket to go see Tim McGraw in a spacesuit because he looks like Britney Spears in the Toxic Music video. <laughs> he looked but, like Britney. Sp- no, he looked like Obi Wan Kenobi or Anakin when he's eight. Yeah. Hey, look, he looked like eight-year-old Anakin got stretched out and they painted a beard on him. He looked ridiculous. I didn't mind him in the role. Though. He, he looked was like fine. a ninja. I like. He looked like a he white ninja. <laughs> Costume. Uh, towards the end that you see notwithstanding I thought he was I thought he was he good was great he, was good. he exceeded my expectations I liked his relationship with, with his daughter that was that was good yeah. yeah two out of five for me two out of five yeah okay. I, that, I wouldn't see it again I wouldn't recommend anyone. so there you go everybody that's our reviews for uh, Poltergeist and Tomorrowland see either of them at your own risk depending on what you think about what we have said about them if you uh, have made it through this hour with us of the second episode and real quick uh, one thing I do want to touch on from the last episode Nick said that Short Term 12 was his number three mm-hmm. film of all time, so I decided to take a look at it. And next week, we should probably talk about it when I have as well. <laughs> all right. Well, next episode, we will review Short Term 12. So if you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix Instant Watch. Amongst yeah. other things, have we decided what we're, to, what we're, what we're looking at next week? Yeah, what are we yes. going to see? Yeah, let's so talk about that briefly. Next week, we decided that we want to do an episode about Entourage. Which comes out on probably Wednesday. not a whole hour about Entourage, right? No. We'll do like a good recap on um, the movie released on a Wednesday. Lloyd and I are huge fans. Uh, I've never seen it. Adam has never seen it. So great. this should be a really good perspective, a good conversation about that from somebody who knows nothing about Entourage to two diehard fans. Yeah. So Tuesday we'll do mm-hmm. Lloyd and I will do a quick recap of kind of where they left off, and then Wednesday we'll see the film. Thursday we'll do a, a review of the film. And if we end up at the movies and see San Andreas or Aloha this weekend, we'll <laughs> talk about it. I don't. No, how that's gonna go? Huge fan awesome. of the rock, but unless huge he- fan of Cameron Crowe. Yeah. So I mean, so does that mean our we're gonna do two episodes next week, or are we gonna delay the release so we can do Entourage? We'll tweet about it. Yeah, we'll hit us it out. up on Twitter. By the way, yeah, yeah. Twitter. At we have that fourth wall filmcast with a four th fourth yeah. wall filmcast. The word fourth was taken. well wouldn't it be too long taken four oh no that was it it was too long yeah too long yeah so four th wall film cast yeah and we're we're highly interactive um we'll tweet you back yeah we'll tweet you back we'll we'll do all of that stuff all of that social stuff so hit us up and thanks for listening thanks for listening yeah thanks to our producer dave again thank you thank you david so there you go signing off i'm adam slager i'm lloyd williams and i'm nick floor and that was the fourth wall film cast